0: And put that first slide up there, and um, just let me get a little more room here. Again, it's great to have each one of you here this morning. And uh, today, I'm going to talk about the fact that everyone in this room is building a house. Now what I'm saying is scriptural. It is. I I, I will show that. But everybody today in this room is building a house. And parents, you're showing your kids how to build their house. Um, And the thing is, we each get to live in this house that we're building. You don't get to swap with anybody. The house you're building you live in. And uh, location is everything. You know, you've heard the realtors say that before, okay? Location is everything. And I want to use a text today where Jesus is actually telling us how to build our house. And if anybody knows how a house should be built, I think it's Jesus. He knows. So we're going to look at what he says today. And then uh, we'll see what work he does in our hearts. We're going to be in Matthew chapter seven, and most of it will be on the screen. Let me turn this thing on. Ah, there we go. So Matthew five says this. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His excuse me, his disciples came to him. And he began to teach them saying, and then we go through chapter 5 and chapter 6 and chapter 7. He does a lot of teaching. Okay, he's, he says a lot of things. And then we're, uh, we will come to the text that I'm going to go through. So after he's done all of that, it says in Matthew seven twenty four. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Does anybody feel like their house is being beat against right now? Life is like that at times, okay? It beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, The streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word today. Lord, they're not my words, they're your words. And Jesus, I just pray that uh, by your Holy Spirit, you would help me to say the things that you want me to say, And that all of those things that you're wanting to do in each person's life today, each person's heart today, that it would happen, Lord. And we thank you that you care so much for us. We thank you for that, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, how to build a crash-proof life. Uh, The first point, which is just the first part of our text today, says... Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine. Hearing the words of Jesus, that's the first point to to, uh, building a crash-proof life. Hearing the words of Jesus. Are Jesus' words that important? Okay, I mean, that's what each one of us has to decide. If we think that his words are very important, then hearing them would be a priority. If it's not a big issue to us whether we hear his words or not, it's not really a priority. So that's a big part of all of this. I want us to take a moment. We're going to look at some passages where Jesus talked about his words. And he said some pretty bold things. I mean, really bold things. So he was either telling the truth or he was crazy. One of the two, because the stuff he said was pretty bold. One time he was sitting on the Mount of Olives. His followers came to him. And they asked him, Jesus, you know, what's going to be like in the end? Have you ever wondered, what's life? I mean, because Jesus was telling some of the things that would happen towards the end of time, what it would be like here on earth and things like that. And they had these questions. But, but he finished with this statement. And it says... He said, heaven and earth will pass away. The things that we see right now, they're going to be different. They're, they're going to pass away. They're going to be changed. But then he added this, but my words will never pass away. Now, Jesus was saying, you know what? In the end, the, the heavens, they're going to be changed. The scripture says purified by fire. And the earth is going to be changed, says purified by fire. But he said, my words the things that I'm saying right now, the things that we have recorded, he said, those will never pass. They are eternal. They are forever. So Jesus made some pretty bold statements about the words that he spoke. John the Baptist, he was, this was a unique individual. God raised him up to prepare people for Jesus' coming. So he was, he was just preparing hearts. And... Um, he was telling everyone to get ready because the Messiah, the Savior of the world, was coming. And he, he was talking about Jesus. And look at, look at one of the passages here where he talks about Jesus. It says, for the one whom God has sent, because Jesus was walking on the earth right then. Okay, and, and John knew he was here. And he said, the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God. I mean, John didn't say, this guy's a great teacher and he's got wisdom that's amazing. He said, no. He actually is speaking God's words to people. Right. Yeah. Pretty bold statement. Pretty bold. Well, <clears throat> let's look at another one here. Jesus himself said this. <clears throat> he said, the Spirit, and he's talking about God's Spirit in this instant. He said, The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The flesh is temporary, okay, but the Spirit is eternal. He said, The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words that I have spoken to you, because he had just said some things to some people right then. He said, Those words that I just said, they are spirit. They are alive. They're from the Spirit of God. And they are life. If you can get what I just said, they are from the Spirit of God. They have the life of the Spirit of God in them. And if you can embrace them, they are life to you. Pretty bold (laughs) statement. Okay? That's that's not like Jesus didn't say, hey, I've got some good advice. That's not what he said. (laughs) He said they're life. There's this other passage. And we'll move on to another point here. John 8, 31. The, to the Jews who had believed him, so these people that were following him, not everybody believed. You know, Some followed for a while and went away. But there were others that followed, and they did believe the things that Jesus was saying. And it says, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you've been hearing this stuff that I've been saying, you've been following me around, and if you, if you really embrace that, If you really embrace these things that I've been saying, you're really my disciples. You really are following me. But look at this next part. Then you'll know the truth. If you will really listen to what I'm saying, you will know the truth. The truth that comes from God. And what will that truth do? What's it say? It these words that I am saying, if you will embrace them, and you will know this truth, That truth will set you free. He didn't say it'd put you in bondage. He didn't say you'd be carrying a burden of trying to be good. He said these words will set you free. And he's talking about free from death, spiritual death, free from this bondage that we can all get under when we're walking in this life. Goodness. He wants us to be free. So anyway, Jesus was basically saying, you know, the words that I'm speaking... They are more important than any philosopher of this world can give. They are more important than any world leader can give. They're probably even more important than what the Republicans or the Democrats say, probably. Probably more important than that. Uh, Well, basically, he said My words are eternal, they are God's words. They have the Spirit of God in them. They are absolute truth. And they will make you free. That's the kind of stuff Jesus was saying. So, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine. Now we're going to go to point two. This is a short message this morning. You've heard me say that before, haven't you? (laughs) Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. Okay. The second point is this. Put Jesus' words into practice. You know what? As parents, we've all had kids who heard what we said. (laughs) The real issue was, did they really do what we said? (laughs) Okay? I mean, I have, you know, lots of people will nod and say yes. But... that that's when we really find out put his words into practice therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice putting things into practice is important I thought of a very frivolous illustration but that's the only thing that came to mind so that's what I'm going to share I've always been told that you should read the instructions before you do something (laughs) have any of you ever been told that? Yeah, sure. How many of you put that into practice? I, okay, three people, four people out of this whole group. I know you're supposed to read the instructions. I mean, I know that. And If you even start reading them, it'll say on the top somewhere, you know, important read all the instructions first. So there was this one Christmas. Kids were young. I think I was putting together some tricycle or something, like the night before Christmas, whatever it was. You know, looked pretty simple. The instructions were right there. All those pictures, all that, you know, just waste of space stuff. So I thought, I got this. I put it aside. I'm putting this thing together. And then there's this, like, this one little cap. It was a little red cap. Very important little red cap. Because once you put that baby on, there was no taking it off. It's one of those things that just eternally dug in. So I thought, I got it. And I... Push that little red cap on. And then I realized I left out something really important that was supposed to go on before the red cap. I mean, it was seriously had to be put on. And I couldn't get the cap off. You know, it's amazing on Christmas night the things you'll do to try to get a cap off that was never meant to come off. Anyway... You know, I don't need to tell the rest. I didn't need to bear my whole heart to you this morning, but <laughs> if I would have just read that little part, make sure this is on before you put the red cap on. It would have saved me so much time and stress. Put things into practice. Put them into practice. Let's just let's take this to a much deeper, more spiritual level. Jesus told us some very important things. Jesus told us how we could receive God's forgiveness. Now, is that important? Do we want to stand before him one day having received his forgiveness? Or do we want to stand before him one day having not received his forgiveness? I mean, that really important issue. And Jesus, he tells us how we can receive God's forgiveness for all of the sins that we have done with our life. Everyone in this room has done things that no one else knows about. All right? but, but God does. He does. And not only forgiveness, but Jesus said, these words, these things that I'm sharing, they lead to eternal life. Where you will live forever in, in a right relationship with God as your Father, me as your Savior. It's amazing. It's amazing. So let's just look That's some of the things that Jesus said here. In Matthew 4, excuse me, John 14, Jesus was talking and he said to this group of people, he said, I am the way. They're talking about heaven and and all of that stuff. And Jesus said, I, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father. No one gets restored to God. Nobody gets back into a right relationship with God unless they come through me. Pretty bold statement. But but that's what he said. Now, they heard it, but what's the next step? Putting it into practice. You hear it, but then you embrace it and you do something with it. How do you put those words into practice? Well, for me, it was when I realized Jesus was my only way to get restored to God. Jesus was the only way I could receive forgiveness. It's like, okay, I heard that and I embraced it. And I said, Jesus, I need you. I need you. You are my only hope. I will never be good enough to make it to heaven that's been proven already. It's too late. I just need you. You are the way. There was that embracing. You hear it? And then I, I embrace that. Jesus, you, you are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. He said something else. Jesus said this. From that time on, Jesus began to preach. So everywhere he went, he was saying this. And he said, Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is near. He was talking about himself. I'm right here. It's time to get things right. What does repent mean? Repent basically means where you are changing your mind. There's a turning. There's a changing of your mind. So your, your life is going this direction, and then you stop and you think about it and you realize, this is not the right direction. And there's this repentance, I'm not going to do this anymore. And there's a change, and God says, this is the way, I'm going this way. The way that God says. And Jesus said, repent. Well, how do you put that into practice? No, well, you repent. <laughs> <laughs> Happened to me. I'm at this point where I realize I need God. I need Jesus as my Savior. I'd heard about the repentance thing. I mean, this stuff was all new. I didn't grow up in church, so this stuff was all new to me. And I realized, I have no problem admitting I'm a sinner. God, you know I'm a sinner. (laughs) No problem admitting that. But I don't want to live like that. I can't not live like that on my own. I'm just stuck in this stuff but God, I want to follow you now instead of being in charge of my own life. I mean, I didn't even probably have enough spiritual sense to say all the right words, but God, you know, he understood. I was at that point where I wanted to give God control of my life and follow him. Didn't even really know what all that meant, but that's what I wanted. There was that repentance in my heart. So I heard and then I put that into practice. And there's one other thing, and we'll move on from there. But <clears throat> He said that uh, that we had to embrace Him, Jesus, for forgiveness. Right. Okay. For salvation. This, these were Jesus, John 3.16, those were Jesus' words. Yeah. You know, we are, we're familiar with that verse. Jesus said those words. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, die in their sin, be eternally separated from God. They shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world. Jesus didn't come to condemn people. They were already condemned, they were already separated from God because of the sinfulness of their nature, their heart. Jesus came to save them, came to save people. Son didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So, well, let me read one more passage here. <clears throat> this is what uh, the Apostle John had said. Yet to all who received him, Jesus, to everyone who received him, believed, understood, realized he's the way, His death on the cross is the only thing that takes our sins out of the way so that we can be restored to a relationship with God. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. He gave the right, the authority, the power to become children of God. No longer separated from God because of sin, but restored to God and actually sons and daughters of God. And we sang songs today that, I mean, sons and daughters of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or of a husband's will. It's not a human thing. Born of God. You know, I heard those words. I wanted it. So I said, Jesus, my life is yours. I was actually on a motorcycle when I was praying. You don't have to pray with your eyes closed. (laughs) You can pray with your eyes open. (laughs) I was riding down the highway on my motorcycle and I was praying. I give my life to you. Jesus, I want you to come into my life. Just make me new. And he did that. He actually came. I received him. He came into my life. And my, my, that nature that I just wanted to sin so much before, it's like he broke that. And I still struggle with sin after I became a Christian. But it wasn't because I just wanted it so much. I wanted to follow Jesus. There was just some sins that had holds on me. It took, took a while, but... Jesus said these life-changing things. And he said it's for everybody. But he said, you, you need to hear these things, but then put them into practice. So let's move on here. <clears throat> well, after I became a Christian... I still want to hear the words of Jesus. And I still want to put stuff into practice, right? We don't just do that to receive forgiveness, then go no, in our own way. We don't do that. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, these words. What this means is that those who become Christians, they've received Jesus, <coughs> excuse me, they become new persons, a new creation. They're not the same anymore. <coughs> excuse me. For the old has gone, and the new has come. You have this new life now. We have this new life that we don't even really know how to live yet. God's Spirit has come into us. But until I started reading the Bible, I really didn't know what God's will was. I started reading it just to find out what His will was. And He, and he started telling me these things. One of them that I got pretty early as a Christian was this one. <clears throat> Excuse me, let me back up. He was talking with his disciples and he said, remain in me, stay in me, abide in me, live in me. And I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man, woman remains in me and I in him, he'll bear much fruit. Man, your life's going to change. Things are going to change. But apart from me, you can do nothing. So it's like Jesus was saying, Mike, you want to grow? You want God to do this stuff in your life? You've got to stay close to me. Mike, you got to stay close to me. Because if you're just trying to do stuff on your own, you're not going to bear any fruit. You're just going to struggle. You're just going to keep making the same mistakes all the time. You've got to stay close to me. So <clears throat> I thought, I can do that. I can stay close to Jesus. So I would talk with him every day. Do you guys talk with Jesus every day? Yeah. I spend time with him. You know? Maybe sometimes a short periods of time, sometimes longer periods of time. But I had this relationship. Lori has my wife Lori has this crazy idea. Okay. She she thinks that if we're going to be close, we have to talk to each other. (laughs) Where does that come from? She understands the importance of communication. It keeps a relationship right, right. keeps it open, <laughs> keeps it close. It's the same way with the Lord. It's that communicating with Him consistently that just keeps things alive. You know, it's important. <clears throat> she was right. Yes, dear. <laughs> I'm not saying that was a prophetic word from the Lord or anything, but we'll just, we'll just move along here. <laughs> Remain in me. Uh, here's another thing that Jesus said for us putting into practice. Jesus was being tempted by the devil. Jesus said the devil is very real. And he was actually being tempted by Satan. And this is when this encountered. Have any of you ever felt like you were being tempted by the devil? I mean, I don't think I'm important enough that the devil personally bothers me, but he's, he has his little demons <laughs> that deal with me, okay? So, so Jesus is in this situation where Satan is trying to get him to do something that isn't God's will. And Jesus told him, no. The scriptures say, now catch this. Do I have it up there? Yes. People need more than bread for their life. It's more than eating food to keep your physical body alive. Now, I like to eat food. You know, I mean, that, to me, is, it's not just a necessity. It, it's like fun. I, I like to eat food. But Jesus said there's a lot more to life than that. People need more than bread for their life. They must feed on every word of God. As people who have received Jesus into our lives, that doesn't, we don't stop there. We get into God's word. I'd never read the Bible before in my life. I was 18 when I became a Christian. And I thought, well, I should probably start reading the Bible because I don't know nothing. I thank God I only found the New Testament. Or I would have started in Genesis. Exodus, <laughs> it would have been a long time before I got to Jesus. Okay, so I'm thankful I found the New Testament. And I, and I just started reading. God's words were like food to my soul. And I was clueless and I'm reading and it's like he's starting to show me how to live life now. And it's completely different than I'd lived it before. The words of Jesus, man, people need more than bread for their life. They must feed on every word of God. Feed on it. That doesn't mean you always feel like doing it. You just do it. You just do it. So he told us to live by God's words. Putting into practice. All right. Point three. It's really short. There we go. Back to our text. The first point was if you want to build a crash proof life, hear the words of Jesus, put his words into practice, embrace the way of salvation, embrace the way of growing in Christ. Put those things into practice. Because the third point is, you are building your house or your life on a rock when you do that, as compared to sand. So here's the text. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down. The streams rose. The winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it was built Uh, Because it had its foundation on the rock. Storms beat on everybody's house. Some of you, it may be happening right now. And some of you, it may be something that's happened in the past. Storms will beat on everyone's house. Emotional, physical, spiritual, all kinds of storms. And when the waters of difficulty rise... And the winds of the things that this world will throw at you are blowing against you. The temptations and things that come. Jesus wants your house to stand forever. He is really, it is the desire of Jesus' heart. That our house would be built on him as the rock. And that whatever comes, we just stand. We're able to stand. And if we make mistakes and fail at times, it's not... You know what? You just get up and you get on that rock and you just stand on that rock. Build on that rock. Josh and Amy were up here before. The tape's gone where they were standing. Good. I got cleaned up. They were up here yesterday and uh, when they were leaving, exiting the church, they played this song. Anybody remember what that song is? I don't really expect anybody to remember it. (laughs) <laughs> okay, yeah, a couple people. When they left Hand in Hand together as a newly married couple to live their lives together, the song that was played, the title of the song is My Feet Are on the Rock. And I thought, well, oh, that's a great song. You know, I like that. So let me just read some of the, I'm not singing it, all right? <laughs> oh, this, is, this is not karaoke morning. It's not happening. No. People are cruel. <laughs> so here's the. I'm just going to speak the words. <laughs> Here they are. Verse 1 I can see the clouds roll in, and I can feel the wind as they try to shake me. I will not be moved. My feet are on the rock. I can feel the waters rise. I can hear the howling lies that haunt me. Fear won't hold me now. My feet are on the rock. When I feel my hope about to break, I will cling to your unchanging grace. Let the waters come and the earth give way. I'll be dancing in the rain, because my feet are on the rock. Here's the chorus. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. So stomp your feet and clap your hands. Our feet are on the rock. (laughs) Let me tell you, that's a good song. That's a good song. I pray that all of us, our lives are based on that. Our marriages are based on that. You know, the way we raise our kids is based on that. I have to finish with a negative thing. Don't be a foolish builder. (laughs) And I can use the word foolish because it's right in the scriptures. I'm not trying to be mean. Don't be a foolish builder. Let's just finish the rest of the text. <clears throat> oh, goodness. Something happened quickly. Could we get back to slide 15? Next one back. I can do it maybe now. Uh-huh. Oh. If you can find slide 15, I'm going to move on here. But everyone who hears these words of mine... And does not put them into practice. Heard the things that are eternal. Heard the things that lead to life. Heard the things that will lead to freedom. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. And you and I we all know people that their house has fallen. And it was a great crash. <laughs> that doesn't mean that Jesus can't come and we can get but but why go through the great crash? I don't want to live my life as one great big crash after another. You know? I don't want to do that. It's important to build on a very solid foundation. Josh and Amy just got married. The solid foundation for their life is not their love for each other because love changes over time. You know what I'm saying? There's an infatuation period and then there's, there's other, you know, you start being maybe critical of one. You got to work through things. But if their love for each other is the foundation of their marriage, that's shaky. Sorry, that didn't sound very good, but it just is. But if Jesus is the foundation, He never changes. He's always for your marriage. He'll always want you to live for the other person and not for yourself. You know what I'm saying? If Jesus is the foundation, then the storms and stuff that come, the house is going to stand. house is going to stand. Your life. I don't know where your life is at right now. I know where my life was before I realized I needed Jesus. It was not heading in a better direction. You know? I wasn't on 10 Most Wanted or anything like that. Okay, I'm not trying to make myself out to be, you know. I I was just a teenager like every other teenager without God. They get into stuff they shouldn't. They get in bondage to sins that they think are fun until later when they try to get out of it. They can't. You know what I'm saying? It's just stuff. But I heard Jesus' words. And I wanted it. And I just, I applied it to my life. Nothing special about me. But I tell you what, Jesus is very special. Very special. He can take anybody's life and restore them to God. Get them on a rock and start setting them free from things. Jesus will do that for anybody. Anyone. I'd like the worship team to come up at this time. Today, I just believe that the Lord is speaking to people, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take an opportunity to pray with people. And uh, the first thing, I just like you to close your eyes right now. <clears throat> I know that I can't change a life. You know, I'm not trying to sway. You know, it's. It's God's Spirit that touches hearts. I speak God's Word, God's Spirit takes it and starts touching people's hearts. And I, I believe that this morning, that's been happening. And this morning, if you were hearing this, and you're thinking, I'm not right with God. I mean, I may believe in God, I may believe in Jesus, but I'm not right with Him. I'm living my life kind of the way I want to live it. I haven't done this embracing Jesus as my Savior and repenting and turning and giving my life to God. I haven't done that. I've been kind of doing my own thing. But this morning, if you would say, but that's really what I want. I I want to walk with God. I want His forgiveness. I want Him in my life. Jesus is offering it today. You you just have to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So this morning, is there anybody you would say, I know I'm not right with God, but but I want to. And I'm willing to give Him my life. I just don't want to do my own thing anymore. I want to walk with God. I want Jesus in my life. Raise your hand. I want to see it. Okay? Who else? Because I know the Lord is speaking to people. Okay, alright, there's several hands. Okay, you can put your hands down. The, the next thing that I want to say is, there's some of us in here today that we've received Jesus as our Savior. But we've kind of stopped growing. We've kind of stopped, you know, listening to His words very well. We've just kind of been drifting along. And the Lord is speaking to you this morning and He's saying, I want you to hear my words. I want you to put them in practice so that this house is strong and secure on a rock and not on some sort of gravelly thing. If the Lord's speaking to you, I want you to raise your hand this morning because this it's just time to get that right, okay? All right. Anybody else? Okay. All right. Thank you. Now, I know you're not responding to me because I can't do anything for you, but Jesus can do everything. He can do everything. So let's stand together. Let's stand together. I don't always ask people to come to the front. I don't always feel like that's what we need to do because God can touch you in your in your seat also. This morning, I really felt like the Lord said, "I want them to come walking to me this morning. I want Him to just come and walk, meet with me right here, and just give me everything, so that I can I can do what I want to do in their lives." So I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot, but I am going to uh, I'm going to follow what I feel like the Lord wants me to do. So this morning, if you raised your hand that you wanted to receive Jesus as your Savior and there were several of you who did so it wasn't a one person thing or if you raised your hand and said you know what I just, I just want to get some things right get Jesus in the proper place again so that I, I'm building that house that life in a solid way would you come now?